The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. I have this thought multiple times throughout the season where I'm like, it's a good thing that we've made this decision to put out an episode every few games. Because I think if we did it, if we were like strictly a post-game show, people would think that I'm a nutcase. Because if you look at the Thursday night game against Florida, a lot of people left that game and were like, oh, that was pretty good. That was one of their better defensive efforts of the year. And I don't disagree with that, but I was like, eh, I just I don't I didn't love their game. I thought they got pushed around. I thought they got outworked. Then Saturday night against Tampa, they come back, and I thought that was without question their best game of the season. And it had progressions throughout it that you wanted to see where Matthew Nyes and Max Domi end up being the heroes to send it to overtime. And it's just it's important that we we have these multiple game blocks in between episodes to maintain my sanity. Yeah. I don't think you're as crazy as I no, am. No, no. I think I'm really taking a good approach to this season. Like, that's... I'm not going to freak out yet. It's just... It's not worth it. Of course, when you're watching the game, like, you're not going to just be like, oh, they can make mistakes. That's okay. But, like, obviously, you're, you're going to spaz when you're watching the game. But, yeah, I'm really trying to... Like I'm, I'm, I don't know how to explain how I'm feeling. It's like I'm just so sick of like exactly what you just explained, like the game to game like grind. And I find that it's just well, sports it, is like fickle. I know, right? I know. And like it's, we as sports fans are fickle, so it's like you, you have your heart on your sleeve. So yeah, it's just at the end of a of a loss where they don't look great, you're just so pissed off. But then they come back, storm back, and beat Tampa in overtime, and it's just this euphoric feeling of like, no, you're right. This is a journey. Keep your head on yeah. straight. And they've been garbage to start the season the past couple seasons. So it's like, um, but, and they were fine. They made the playoffs in November last year. So like, that's just like, I don't know. It's hard to freak out, especially when things just, every game is just a similar narr- hockey narrative. Like it's just different every game. It's just, I find this season, it's just going to be extremely repetitive in terms of, just like like the way the Tampa game played out, we're going to talk about it, but it's just the same old, same old hockey Well, not, not necessarily true. I actually think there are some pretty good storylines this early into the season. Like, do you want, let's start with the goaltending. Like, I've, I was banging. There, the- there, there, there's number one. There's number one hockeyism. Your goaltender comes in and makes stops. Like you're gonna win a hockey game. Yes, like, yes. But 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 if you look at like sort of the storyline, yeah, underneath it. And remember, we're professional wrestling fans here, so storyline. I was banging this drum in the preseason and in training camp. I was like, Ilya Samsonov doesn't look good. He doesn't look dialed. It's if you look at his uh, sort of career history. He had a career season last year. Tampa, or sorry, excuse me, Washington basically gave up on the guy. And I, I'm not saying that he, he's a bum and the Leafs should give up on him too, but I just like, 
it was I thought it was like kind of rational to be like last year was an anomaly for him in his career. Like I, I found it hard to believe he was gonna bounce back. And what you say about him is true. He deserves respect for being the first Leaf goalie since Ed Belfour to be in the net to help them win a playoff series. But I was like, I just I don't think this guy just doesn't look dialed. And then you see what happens in the Tampa game when they bring in Joe Wall and just the different like that that game's they they're not coming back. They they don't have a hope in hell of winning that game or even tying it if Samsonov stays in the net. And Joe Wall has this sort of demeanor. I'm not sitting here saying Joe Wall is the savior and and anoint him as an elite NHL goaltender, but what I am saying is I feel like this team is extremely chaotic in their own end right now. They give up a lot of good scoring looks. And to have a guy in the net who has that sort of steady Eddie presence and demeanor, I think he's he's proving a better fit for this team right now at this early point in the season than Samsonov is. Samsonov looked like a complete idiot in the Tampa game. Like what is like he he was lost out there. And it's in that and like I'm always the guy who cuts the benefit of the doubt towards the goaltending, but like it just after wall 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 came in and and just basically just shut it down the rest of the game. It really made you like really made me look back and be like, okay, Samsonov looked like a flailing idiot in the first period. Like I know Kucherov's an elite shooter and and then the second goal, the guy's wide open in front of the net, but it's like he looked he looked terrible. And then the classic, your goalie comes in and. Doesn't let a goal in, looks solid, and you come back and win the hockey game. Are we uh, are we rolling with Joe Wool? You have to. Samsonov yeah. looks like an idiot. Yeah. Like he, he looks needs to get dude, it sorted. What's yeah. his goals against average? Like eight? Like he he yeah. looks terrible right yeah. now. Yeah, I think he. I think um, like there's no deny. Like it's like yeah, I can people can try to come up with excuses for him. I can try to come up with excuses for him. But at the end of the day, like the guy literally has just let in a million goals. Like no matter how the teams played. There's a lot of teams that are playing like shit right now, and their goalies are playing better to bail them out of situations. Like I thought, the I, I even thought the kid for Tampa, like I ended up losing the game, but that that kid Jonas played Johansson. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he was incredible. They yep. gave up so many shots, yep. like they gave up so many opportunities to the Leafs, and their goaltending was was great. Yeah, like I know he didn't get the dub, but he kept them in the game. So it's uh, for Samsonov. It's like it's the first game's the first game, the second game's the second game, but now it's. He looks like, come on, like he looks, he's let in a lot of goals early in this season. So whatever guy is the hot hand, you got to, that's, that's the direction you got to go in. And I think it's the classic sort of like, you know, Wool has taken the net from him now. And so Samsonov's going to have to be the backup until they get, until he gets a chance to get in their first start. And then he's got to look good and start, have that seed of doubt creeping into Sheldon Keefe's mind about who the, who the right decision is. To start every night because right now that's not a tough decision to make. Like you look at their numbers, like Samsonov has 14 goals allowed. Yeah, it's that's the far. numbers are awful. Yeah. Like he's just he's gotten lit up. Like there's no two ways about it. And he just doesn't I think with goaltenders, to me, I, I've just always this is something I always appreciated about Freddie Anderson was he I think it's so important to just have a guy in there who just exudes calmness. I think that 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 is vital to teams. 
like it's just it's just good for a hockey team's psyche. Like if you don't want to look back there and see see your guys swimming around trying to make saves because then you start thinking like oh my god like we can't if we give up one quality chance tonight we get caught out of position for any amount of time. This like. This is going in the net. Yeah, like Kucherov is an elite shooter, and both his goals were just him and his spot, just absolutely cranking it. But the first one is is a is a savable. Like he could get in position, and just being in position, he can make that save. So it's kind of like that one wasn't great, and then the one where he just like went bar down on him. It just he looked like a like all right, you got to get this. I'm glad Sheldon pulled the plug at that point. Yes. It's like all right, let's get this guy out of this game. He's he looks terrible right now. Um, Matthew Nyes and Max Domi come together to supply two goals to tie the game up. I think I'm turning into the Max Domi apologist on this podcast, but I just think like the guy, like look what happens when you give him someone to play with. Like, it's like, I know it's not, that's not entirely what the issue is. Like I thought Mike Johnson put it uh, well on overdrive the other day when he was like, I can see him thinking out there. Like, I think we can all see that. But you put him out there with a kid that has the upside that Matthew Nyes does and let him create. And look look what he can do. And it's just, I, I think Sheldon has been a huge part of the issue with Max's slow start. Like, give him, like... I don't know. I just I, I I don't I don't agree with that. No, at but all, you need but to get the guy going, Ryan. And so let's put him with okay, we need to get Max Domi going. He so let's on put him with offensive juggernaut David Camp. That'll get him going. Didn't he start the season with Nylander and Tavares? Yeah, and you shouldn't and 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 classic Sheldon. 34 and 16 are stuck together no matter what happens. I just, but the rest of the lineup, the second anyone does anything bad. It's over. Throw it in the blender. Get them. Separate them. Try something new. Like, just let the kid. Like we've seen now that him and Nyes showed some flashes of chemistry. Keep that going. Like it's 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 early in the season. Like stop just throwing things in a blender because someone has a a bad period. Like enough. Like enough. Like just. Yeah, but then they're gonna go out next game and they're gonna suck. And then everyone's gonna so, be like, put it. Switch the lines. Like no, it's, no, I disagree. Well, we need to stop doing that as as fans. We need to stop calling yeah, for that. I, I don't think it's on, entirely on Sheldon. Anytime somebody, like all of us for years, including us, have been cl- crying about Nylander and Tavares playing together. They could, they, the beginning of the season, you literally said they need to be separated. They cannot play together. Look at them. Well, I sat, I sat here. nine points. Well, I sat here last week and called myself an idiot. Yeah, like that it's take. like. But that, I, that is like. John Tavares has nine points right now. Nylander and Tavares both have nine points right now. Yeah. And I think Tavares, the way Nylander is playing has sort of changed the dynamic of the pair because we talked a lot about um, Tavares sort of like he's not the most fleet of foot hockey player, especially at this point in his career. But Willie being so dynamic in the offensive zone right now, all Tavares needs to do is get in the right spot. Yeah. And he's getting a goal or an assist. Like look at the overtime goal last night. Just went right to the net. Elander put it right on his tape, and you go. Yeah, I just, I, I don't want to, like, I trust, like, I wanted Sheldon gone. Like, I, I didn't want him back for this season, and I'm, I'm not, like, totally defending him here, but I also think he's not, like, every time something good happens with any two players, like, the fan base is just like, those two guys have to play together, and then they have a couple bad games, and they're like, you got to separate them. Like, I, I don't think it's just Sheldon. I think it's the fan base, too, that just pushes these line changes on, 
on everybody's brain. Like it's just yeah. I, anytime something remotely good happens, like like Joe Wall, perfect example. Like the, now the guy's the best goalie of all time. Wait till the next game and he sucks. Wait till Matthew Nyes and Ty and, and I almost called him Ty Domi, like Craig Simpson there <laughs> and Max Domi go out and they have an awful shift and they're hemmed in for an entire game. Like, well, then, but I think I think what we're learning this early in the season is when you inject all these new guys, everyone is trying. You said it last week on on our and I clipped it and posted it on our social media and people on TikTok called us idiots for three days. Like if you're if you're anyone outside the core four on this team, you got to make an impact every single chance you get. And but th- this is a lot of new bodies. This it's a pretty much like two new assistant coaches implementing new systems. Like this is going to take a while. And I want Sheldon to just not like you don't need to just because they have a bad period doesn't mean you need to abandon it immediately. Let these guys sort it out. Let these guys work it out. Because if you come out the other end, then we'll say, okay, because the the biggest issue they have on this lineup right now is who's their third line center. Like, he had camp there last night. I thought he played out a great game. But he's not. But who are you looking for? Like, it's like... I don't well you got it you got to try something like why don't you try Domi up the middle like I yeah, I, don't, I I my problem with Max Domi is I just don't know what player he is like uh, what well, what you, is Max Domi I think what you is, saw what does he do like I think you saw last night that he's he's a he's a speedy player that has some offensive upside but he but he needs to be with a playmaker of course yeah of so, course and my issue with David Kampf cuz I agree I don't think David Kampf had a bad game at all against Tampa but my issue with David Kampf is He's like, like what? What is your bottom six? Because if you're looking for some additional offense and depth scoring, which has been a huge storyline thus far, you ain't getting it from David Camp. Then where are you getting it? I, you gotta have to find it. You're gonna yeah. have to move it around. Like he called. He called. There, there's Max Domi is not gonna be a full time centerman. He's too small, and he's very soft on the puck. William Nylander is not playing center. Like. Razor Mitten did not work out. Like I just don't understand where they're getting this third line center well, from. They, they call- had him last year, and he decided he wanted to go to Nashville. Like that. That's that's who their third line center was. Well, and they called Pontus up. Yeah, which I thought Pontus him- looked pretty decent. Yeah, they started him on the fourth. You kind of have two of the same guy right now yeah. in in Camp and Pontus, but who? Which one is going to st- step up and and because you, you have to chip in for offense. If you're going to be a third line center, I truly believe that we can't sit here and rely on our top six to score all the uh, score all the goals and nothing from the bottom six. Yeah, but at the same time, Matthews has two games without a goal. That's unacceptable to me. Like, you want to be the highest paid player in the NHL? You got to two well, goals, we... two games without a goal, dude. He had a thousand chances. Yeah. Put it in the net. Well, can man. we talk about Mitch Marner? Where, like, what do you think? Not contributing. What do you think about? Marner right now like I look at Marner and he's got four points and like he's it looks okay like he, he plays a ton every night it feels like every time I, I look up Keith's got him out there again but he doesn't look I wonder if he's battling some sort of injury like we 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 know for a fact that Bertuzzi is battling an injury I wonder if Marner is battling some sort of injury because he doesn't look like the dominant when Mitch Marner is is at his best he's he's hounding pucks he's creating He's dynamic. He's skating. He wants it, and he doesn't really look like that player right now. He looks like a player that's kind of on the periphery. And I'm not going to sit here and say like, "Oh, he looks. He looks awful." I don't think he looks awful. I'm actually speculating if he's 100 healthy because I just watch him and I go, 
something's not right here. Like something doesn't look right right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, it just doesn't look crisp. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I think the expectation for him is just high because we know how good he is. Like he's an amazing regular season hockey player who always shows up and produces points. And he just seems like he's just like, I don't know. He's just not making that pass. He's not taking that pass. It's just like hitting off a stick. It's off his skate. He's just, I don't know. He just looks like a step behind of where Mitch Marner usually is in the regular season. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. License partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. LA, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You want to talk about Ryan Reeves some more? No, I don't. It's a waste of a but, conversation. But I kind of do. Like, I... That fourth line is giving you nothing, man. Like, like they have to... There has to be some... No, but it's true, though. It's true, though. Like, it, it, Rob... Austin Matthews hasn't scored in two games. Why do I care about the fourth line? The highest paid player in the league can't put the puck in the net. Like to me, the fourth line means nothing right now. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna come at you. I don't care. I don't care. It's like, I. Why are we looking at Ryan Reeves when Austin Matthews had eight thousand scoring chances and didn't put it in the net? It's unacceptable. Dominic Johansson. Oh my God. I don't care about Ryan Reeves in the fourth line. Well, no, I thought like, they had a good game. I thought they pre- I thought they forechecked hard. What do you what do you if, if you're behind the chances? bench? Basically what I'm asking you is if you're behind the bench, you're Ryan Furnish head coach of the Maple Leafs, okay? What do you want from your fourth line? Like like I think I think that's that's I don't want goals. I want them to not get hemmed in. Just but, like don't get hemmed in, forecheck hard. That's it. Like what are you expecting? Like they're not if they're not contributing offense, they're not. They're they're not. There's not a f- lot of fourth lines in the league that do contribute a shitload of offense. Like I don't understand what people are looking for. Just don't get destroyed in your own end. Don't take a stupid penalty at a bad time, and we're good. Four check hard. Throw the body. Yeah, I did. Chip in once every ten games, maybe. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they look. They're, they're kind of hit and miss a little bit. That that fourth line. I, I again, I, I'm not sitting here saying. 
Ryan Reeves is a bum or Noah Gregor is a bum or whatever. I'm just saying, like, I think the theme of the early going in this season is is the coaching staff is really still searching for defined roles for these guys yeah. and what situations to put them out on the ice, what the best pairings are, et cetera. Oh, the, well, it doesn't matter who what the best pair. Actually, I thought Mark Giordano had an incredible game. Well, he's uh, Mark, in Tampa. I thought he was fantastic. Mark Giordano's like he's heading down the same road as last year, where this early in the season he's one of their best defensemen, but he's forty years old, and by the time the playoffs roll around, he's going to be out of gas yeah. because they got no one. They got they got Simone Benoit. Like that's it. Or Simon Benoit, whatever. Well, like if. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think everything that has to do with this team, like it's okay. So Austin Matthews gets a hat trick game one. He gets a hat trick game two. What has he done since? Hasn't gotten a point. Well, he had a ton, he had a ton. He's having it doesn't it's, it's like, like he you all have to bury it. I know. I don't care how many shot attempts you have, man. You doesn't mean shit to me if you're not burying. Yeah, I. What's yeah. Mitch Marner done? He has no point. Like it's. I know you need depth scoring, but at the end of the day, like your best players haven't provided a goal for you other than Nylander Tavares, but your your top two players on your first line have provided dick for you for three games straight. Why am I looking at Ryan Reeves? Like, cares what Ryan Reeves doing. Austin Matthews could get a thousand shot attempts in one game. I don't care. You got to bury, man. He had a hundred chances to bury. Against Tampa, he I mean, didn't. Yeah, I mean, and we're I, looking at and we're looking at Noah Gregor. Like, come on, yeah. like the yeah. big boys got to score, man. I'm sorry, yeah. like it's unacceptable. I mean, yeah, it, it's. I think I think Matthews has looked really good. I, he's been snake bit the last three games, but I think he's looked he's looked really good. I agree, he's played well, but like when you're looking for offense, Nikita, look at Nikita Kucherov last night. Just like three points. Yeah. See you later. Hey, you like can say the disgusting. same thing about Tavares. Like, look at look at John Tavares. And Nylander yeah. and Tavares are picking up the slack. Yeah. But like, I I just I th- I think I'm kind of just relating this to like the fourth line conversation where it's like I'm not gonna get on Reeves because he can't provide offense when our best player hasn't gotten a goal in three games and he's supposed to be Mister Sixty, Mister Highest Paid Player in the League. Like, so I'm just not gonna get on a fourth line or. When your top player is not scoring you goals, like I don't know. What's your what's so is your expectation for Matthews that he sh- he should be scoring every? He game? should be scoring every every other game. That's my that's that's my thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and and you see what happens when 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 they don't like they're really fighting for it. Like up until Domi and Nyes connected to tie the game up, like you're kind of sitting there going like who like they can't they can't buy a goal here against Jonas Johansson. I know. I just, I, I actually know every other game. That's that's a lofty expectation, but it's just, I don't know. But if you but look at the at, same time, he started off with six goals. Let's let's and, and, and he's out, he got six points in his first two games. Last three games, he's got zero. Yeah, let's 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 get away from let's get away from maybe the uh, the goal thing and talk about the point discussion because if you look at like I think with Matthews, we always point to the guys in the league that that we compare him to, which is. McDavid, McKinnon, Dreisaitl, yeah, and these Pasternak. are these are point of game players. Yeah, John Tavares right now is a is a point of game player. He's more than a point. Yeah, of game like player. he's like it's almost two points. Yeah, like I I can't like 
This is a narrative that you just have to, you just have to, there are times where I watch John and I'm not going to lie. I, I find it frustrating sometimes. Just, just like, I just find sometimes he looks like he's skating in sand out there and he's not moving. But then man, like you check the game sheet at the end of the game. There he is. Like every night, every night you got to give the guys props. You really do. Like he is a consistent point producing forward for this hockey team and has been since he got here. Yeah. And I think Nylander's the best guy they have on the ice, period. Well, yeah, 100%. He's, there is nobody who can just, like, grab the puck and just instantly change the momentum and change possession faster than that guy. Well, I talked about my, our main thing we talked about uh, with him last year was how he's such a uh, interesting case study in confidence. Like, that guy's confidence is through the roof I think right the days now. of him not having confidence were, are like, gone. over. Yeah, yeah. He's. I he, think I think last year he really got rid of the sleepy Nylander kind of split personality thing he had going on. And now I, I think that's gone. I think he's just a damn good hockey player, and he knows it. Yep. He looks bigger out there. He looks stronger. Yep. Like, the guy's, a, the guy's an animal right now. Yeah. He... It's also a lesson in remembering how young these kids are and like when they come in and like everyone was like so angry at him for years about yeah, I, like I, I hated looked, his guts. Yeah, everyone looked at him for years and was like, "Oh my god, this guy's so lazy. Yeah. He's just he's thought just, he was the laziest hockey player of all time and he's just completely flipped it." And now it's like I don't see that part of his game at all. He looks fantastic. One guy I want to get your take on is um John Klingberg. I think John Klingberg is one of the most interesting hockey players I've ever I've ever watched. He is like I think this dude has like he, I don't want to say the word elite, but this dude offensively he's he's a scoring threat every time if he has the puck in the offensive zone, he he's really good at distributing it, and he's also a guy that if it ends up on his stick, he can fire it in the back of the net. Oh my god, him in his own zone though. Oh my god, it's like he, it's like he, he his brain turns on when he's in the offensive zone, and he's just like churning and creating and doing things, and then it gets in the defensive zone, and it's just like his brain shuts off and. He doesn't know where to stand. He doesn't know what to do. He gets the puck on his stick. He just, like the, the Florida goal the other night, he gets the puck on his stick. He just pizzas it up the boards. There's no Leaf player in sight, and it's in the back of the net. Like, he is such, he's, it's funny because defensively, you want to throw something through your television watching him, but you're like, this guy needs to be out there every night because he's a way better power play quarterback than Morgan Riley ever was, quite frankly. And he, like, He's a legit, like, look at him. You look at their team. He's right near the top. Look, like, look at their top five guys with points right now. Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Klingberg, Marner. Mm -hmm. The guy is, a, like, he's such an anomaly. I mean, I think most of their team's brains shut off on their own. Most of the guys on the roster who are on the ice, their brains shut off when they're in the D zone. So I don't think he's alone with that one. The, what do you think about the him, second, though? The second Tampa goal... The other, or the guys are they just out in front of the net just by himself? It's like, <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing? Like, oh my god, um, I find he's just like a funny character out there. How tall is he? Is he a big boy? Here, we'll we'll look up six four. We'll look up. I don't know. The guy's John massive, but like, yeah, he's just like a 
He's like a big boy out there. Um, I used to thought he was like more of a speedster, but he's 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 not as fast as I thought he was. But yeah, no, the guy the guy can. And they showed the they showed the stat six two on the broadcast that the Leafs are like the worst team in the league at their defense providing offense. So like he, he's almost necessary at that point. Yeah. Like it's it's fun and he's he's getting paid four point one like they're paying him a lot of money right yeah yeah I don't know their their D is just their D is a huge yeah, problem it's, right it now it really I, is. it's they need like a total regroup uh, like they, they, they do they need like they need to get rid of everything <laughs> they need a whole new core in yeah. here man like they oh need a total God. regroup they but Ugh. it's it's funny it's just uh, like I look at the, the I look at the game the guy who I want to sit down. And just ask him what is going on. Even though I think he's been a lot better in the two games in Florida, is Jake McCabe? Like I just want to sit him down and go, "You're the worst." Stop pinching, dude! Like every time. time I look up, yeah. there's Jake McCabe flying over the opposing team's blue know, line. It's like with what the are you, puck, what it's are like, you doing? What are you gonna do with this puck? <laughs> yes, like, this is like, not going in the net. Do, like it's not. My like, God, man! Like stay back. Just take the body. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we need from you. They've given Lilligren some looks in the top four. I think I'm looking at uh, Timothy Lilligren and I saying, thought he played pretty well. Same, in same. But yeah, I'm looking at him and game. like honestly, and I'm sure Sheldon has had this this conversation with him. It's enough, man. Like no more fringe top four. You need to be a top four defenseman for us. Like straight up. Like we look up and down, especially if they're going to do what they need to do with Giordano, which is give him nights off potentially. So he's ready to go in the playoffs. Like enough, man. Like just, just like you got to figure it out. You need to be a, like, even if you want to be the fourth of the top four, that's fine. But you need to be like steady back there. And I thought he did that against Tampa. I thought he looked really good against Tampa. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just don't know. Is he capable of doing it? I well, just don't you, you kind of have to look at him and go like, Yeah, you have to. I'm not like, like no more. Like I said, we can't have you as a fringe top four guy for us anymore. But if you, oh man, if you just look at like, like look what the Sens have on their back end. Look what look what Buffalo has on their back end. It's just like I know the Leafs have more talented players and will probably probably finish ahead of them because of that uh, man i you know but what it's like dude like the, like the guys in buffalo like jesus like they're all young they're big they're fast they're strong and we got a bunch of aging wonders back there well, that's, and like it's well we know this right like i know i know it's everybody just, knows this tree living did you see the clip of tree living sitting up there last night like like he's, the got pen. The pen. he's got the pen and yeah, he's like yeah, sitting yeah, there yeah. Like, like just like god this hockey team is soft yeah yeah um um i i feel the same way man like i i i'm lost watching this team they like, they all know they know that though like there's no way like when sheldon and um sheldon drives me nuts but there's there's no way when him and tree living are having their daily discussions that they're not saying like we're we're not winning anything come april with these six guys back here as currently constituted no, and it's just like I don't even think they could even do anything about it. That's the I sad would even part. Uh, honestly, the uh, like it's a full season, but my er, it's a full season to go. So this is like way too early hot take. But like, I would love to see a couple of games where you go eleven and seven, and you're only putting Klingberg out there in the offensive zone. Like, like that's that's something that I would. And uh, you know what? Based on the way he plays, he'd probably prefer that too. Yeah, but. 
huge narrative early that everyone's talking about. And it's actually true. If you look at it, like there's no, like, look at this, look at this division. Like there is no layups in this division anymore, man. Look at the Bruins. Yeah. The Bruins have already made the playoffs. Four and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this, like this team's really going to drop off. Yeah. It's can like, we, can oh, we stop? Yeah. We're done. You and I didn't do I that. I don't think I did that. No, you and I didn't do that. I, 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 on paper, it's hard to say that they weren't going to drop off a little bit. Like, I don't think they're going to have the historic season, even though they're on pace for it right now. <laughs> yeah. like, but, dude, they still have Marchand. They still have Pasternak's one of the best players in the league, yeah. period. They're like, such a, and they're just such a, like, a winning culture oh, organization. Yeah. Like, that. The that's right an organization way. that just doesn't tolerate no. mediocrity or no. failure. So it's, yeah, can we stop with the old, you know, the Bruins are going to yeah, take I think that's back. already over. I and think like, that's the, already over. The Lightning... If you watch the Lightning, they're they're not the same team they have been. They've lost a bunch of guys. However, and even though Jonas Johansson played really well, I think we'd be talking differently about them if Vasilevsky was in the net. I think that's a huge like he's he's one of the the handful of star goalies in this league. So I think I think that's impacting them. And then you got the Wings. The Red Wings are four and one. The Senators have the same record the Leafs do. Like. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how it all shakes out in the end. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like I don't think I don't think like the days of the top three in the division are the Leafs, the Lightning, and the Bruins. Like I don't. I think the Bruins will be there, and I I I hope, and I think the Leafs will be there. But like these, I think there's gonna be a lot of movement in this division throughout the season. No layups. Yeah, I yeah I, I have no idea how like the Red Wings are four and one, but like I. I how much like that doesn't mean they're making the playoff? Like I don't know. No, they, and they're off to a good start. I, I, yeah, I think they're off to a good season. start. Yeah, They've been scoring a, a lot of goals. Like yeah, I mean the Devils kind of came out of nowhere the one year and like, they made it all the way. But one thing I forgot to mention that I should have mentioned off the top because I thought it was the most important point was regardless of everything we've just said about that hockey team or the hockey game, that game was fantastic. Like the Leafs and Lightning. In at Amelie Arena is just that that is entertainment. It yeah. was a damn good, exciting hockey game. I enjoyed the hell out of watching it. If you look at Leaf rivals these days, the Lightning are right there. Like they oh, are number one. Yeah, would you are number yeah one yeah. easily? Not yeah. even, I don't think it's even close. Yeah, like that. That was that was a fun hockey game. Yeah, and there's something about it's funny, right? Because it's like Tampa, Florida. But there's just something, you're right, there's something about Amelie Arena. Like, yeah. when you fire that up, it's like, okay, this is a big game. Yeah. Saturday night, too. Like, yeah, what, 100%. What, a, what an entertaining, fantastic. I've watched a lot of crap. Like, there is some, there is some games where they just are awful, and the other team's awful, and it's flat, and somebody comes out on top. But that, that game was... The Leafs didn't score, but like they had over fifty shots. Like they, the guys were throwing the body. Like what? Yeah. What a what a what a game. Yeah, and like they, they were entertaining. Up to play, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So you are anointing the Lightning as the Leafs' biggest 100%. rival currently. Yeah, Have like to. this. So you you would say this era of the Leaf core, the Lightning are their biggest rival. I don't think it's even close. Yeah, I don't think there's one team even close. Yeah, and I yeah I've, I mean. You could say potential because because nah. they they got like even though they they got to seven games with the Bruins twice, like there was just no way they were beating that. Team. Yeah, like they were just too young, too immature. Like they should have beat Tampa the first time, the first time. Yeah, and they didn't, and then they beat them the second time. Yeah, and it's just 
I, I think it's I think one hundred percent. I do think it's it's when's the first time they play they play the Senators? Because I do think that that's November eighth. I do think that that's a rivalry that we're going to see come back to fruition because I think the Sens are a team on a mission this year. They're a rejuvenated organization with the new ownership, and they've got, I think they're... At least they're always ass against the I know, Sens. I know, and I think... Like, even I when know. they're even when they're not good, they still play like shit yeah. against them. Well, I would love to see that. That's That was the rivalry of, of my childhood. Yeah, was the Leafs and the Sens. So I'd love, I'd love to see that kind of come back into the, into the fold, one hundred percent. Right, buddy. We sat down and I was like, "How are we going to stretch this out?" And look at that, thirty-five minutes. Yeah, this, this is the hardest. I think this is going to be the hardest season of Leafs hockey to watch. He, as he looks completely exasperated. Yeah, I, I, it, it really like my my head is scrambled. Like I just, I don't know. I, it's it's going to be a long year, and it's we're already what two weeks in, and it's just already complaining about everything. There's not one thing we haven't complained about. Well, yet. not necessarily. Like I think I think like yes, Matthews has, hasn't scored in a couple games, and Marner. I I think Marner is dealing with an injury of some kind, but it the the core four has been really good. Um, I think the the positives is Matthew Nyes is a top six forward. Like it's it's like yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're done. Like there's no more debate. He's he's a top six forward of all their like organizational quote unquote prospects, if you can even call him that anymore. He is the top of the list. Now both those goals he scored were yeah elite by a mile. Incredible. And and I think I think the defense is exactly what we thought it would be. I think John Klingberg is the most hilarious hockey player I've ever seen in my life. And I a lot of people going into the season predicted that. Joe Wool would surpass Samsonov on the goaltending depth chart and take that number one spot. And look at this. We're yeah, he already did five games in, and he already has. Yeah, it's so, it's his net now. Yes, hundred percent. Yep. So you got to look at it like that, like just fun storylines. Yeah. People are know, still man, crying just... over Ryan Reeves on oh, social media. Uh... You refuse to even engage no, in that. I, no, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Sorry, 34. You got to score a goal, man. I'm sorry. Yep. Like, there's, I'm not looking at Noah Gregor. I'm looking at you. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back at some point this week. Leafs looking at a week of like just, well, they play the Capitals who are struggling on Tuesday night. The Capitals have had a rough start to the season. Then they go to Dallas. Then they go to Nashville next Saturday to take on Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly. And the Nashville Predators. Yeah. In Nashville. So we'll be back some at some point, either before or after that, to break it all down. And if you want to ride with us for the rest of the season, hit that like and subscribe button below. Every time we get, you know what's funny is I've signed off. Like you and I have done like something like 200 episodes. You'd think at some point I would get some sort of routine down for signing off on a show, but I always get to the end and I'm like, I mean, if you uh I don't you want to watch with us, hit that like and subscribe. I think it always sounds kind of similar. But in all seriousness, though, hit the like and subscribe. Leave a review. Every little bit helps. Comments. We love the comments. Even if you want to rip us, tell us to shut up. Just please go right ahead. We love every second of it. Contradicting ourselves. Yeah, contradicting week ourselves. After yeah. Week. We say one thing one week and then yeah. we say the complete opposite the next episode. Yeah, I don't remember what I said last week. And frankly, it doesn't matter. Right? If I did contradict myself, I apologize. 100%. What are they going to do? Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time.